0: Hello and welcome to up close and exclusive transformation stories with me, Brooke Hall. This video podcast series by DisruptX will bring you closer to the influential leaders talking about their personal journeys, as well as touching upon business and innovation in their respective industries. Today, I am joined by George Kaligaru, head of sales for Phoenix Evolution DMCC. George, welcome to the studio. Thank you for allowing us to get up close and exclusive with you.
1: Thank you for having me over, Brooke.
0: It's Wonderful to have you on the sofa. Now, let's get straight to it. You've had a career that spanned continents, industries and roles. So I'd love you to tell me a bit more about your career so far. However, I'd like you to tell me what you've learned from those roles and experiences, what you've taken away to make you the George I have in front of me today.
1: Sure, uh, happy to do so. Uh, I grew up in Romania, uh, middle-class family, working parents, mom used to work in the government, father was uh, uh, an engineer. I was motivated uh, looking at their example to start my journey early. So I took up a job uh, in a, a locally family-owned restaurant uh, at the age of 15, by the age of 17, I've already moved out to to my own place at 19. Uh, after failing and not getting accepted in the university of choice, I decided to take a, a gap year and start working. So out of all places, I landed in Doha, working for uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, organizing events for the Diplomatic Club, looking for um, more exposure, international exposure, moved to a hotel chain where I ended up clustering three properties and running my own uh, swim academy next step was to move to abu dhabi where i uh, helped establish balhaf an industrial company at this time uh, offering preventive maintenance solutions so again big switch big contrast in terms of uh, of industries at that time i was 23 uh, big ago managing to uh, accomplish this uh, this thing this step uh, so i rushed into it i didn't really have managerial experience i did have the sales side of it so uh, I burned up, right? okay. had to give away the company, uh, my accommodation, my car. It was a bit of a swings and roundabouts, mm-hmm. a roller coaster if you, if you want to call it that. Moved back to hospitality for a while and uh, now for the past three and a half years been with Phoenix Evolution. In parallel, I always uh, pursued my education as well, uh, achieving my bachelor's, back home, master's for which I had to travel all the time. And lastly, uh, an executive MBA program with uh, Holt Business School here in Dubai, which allowed me to uh, be part of a fantastic alumni network. Uh, Great mentors, great business partners. uh, And yeah, that's pretty much it. And now I'm sitting with you here on the sofa, and we're about to discuss technology.
0: So I actually want to go back to what you said there about the job you had in Abu Dhabi, and it became quite too much for you yes uh, what did you learn from that um are there things that you remember from that that you then don't do nowadays yes in your life and in your work
1: it was i think the main takeaway is about asking for help and uh, acknowledging when you're not the expert in the room mm. right uh, at that point i would i, I would avoid taking uh, advice from people uh, and hiring people at my level or higher with more experience in the field, being afraid I would be pushed aside. And I only focused on hiring, uh, laborers. And that led to the, to the fact that I had to give away the company in order to, uh, keep the projects going. That pushed me to join Holt, to make sure I would take the next uh, decisions, the next business decisions, in in the right way, and you know, bring value not only to 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 the company, but also to the to all the stakeholders and the the clients.
0: So you move more into uh, technology industry. Yes. Were you always curious about technology? I mean, we I think within your lifetime, yes. technology has had its boom.
1: Yes, I I was interested in technology, but more than that, I was interested in how technology can help. Uh, experiences can help uh, companies offer uh, you know a a great support i was always interesting interested to learn how things work and how can they be best used for uh, different use cases right in in the industrial uh, company i i moved to dubai with a brochure and i had to learn everything of videos and going online and doing my own research and i was able to sit at tables with engineers and explaining to them them how uh, a bypass filtration would uh, cancel the, the, the need of changing your oil every 250 hour cycles and extend it to 850 and whatnot. So it was, I was always curious to learn new things and technology, especially with this recent advancements, like accelerated advancements of technology gives me that opportunity on a daily basis mm-hmm. to learn something new. And I have the luck and the privilege to, to be surrounded by great colleagues and to have outstanding clients that always come up to us with new use cases. And ch- they challenge us to, to think outside of the box. And, you know, for that, I'm grateful.
0: Mm-hmm. Your current work at Phoenix Evolution sees you leading the sales team and yes. product development for a cloud-based AI platform yes. uh, with the intention of maximizing customer journey across multiple channels. Correct. We're going to get to that bit. We've heard this buzzword omnichannel being used quite a bit now, Yes. and I'm assuming you use it on a daily basis. So can you actually outline what omnichannel is sure. and then tell me how does an omni-channel strategy benefit businesses and of course customers. How do businesses use an omni-channel to uh, optimise their growth?
1: Sure. Uh, happy to do so. Uh, let's make it simple. People are often intimidated by these terms AI, omni-channel, mm. uh, multi-channel, cross-channel, digital platform, whatnot. Uh, so if, if we take a step back and we look at it, if, if we split it into categories, what companies do nowadays, they use multi-channel strategies, and they use omni channels. Some of them. Omni channel is growing rapidly. Multi channel is mainly used to attract, to, to spread the news, and companies use multiple channels, as mm-hmm. the name suggests, to engage with with customers. And then omni channel to offer outstanding experiences and service. Well, that's that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Some achieve it. Some are less successful. Uh, and omni channel. If if I have to use the analogy, going back to my early days in in restaurants, I like to see it as, as a visit at the restaurant. It's a a business uses multi-channel to promote the restaurant. Let's go back even uh, way back when we had the printed media, maybe a a TV commercial. People mm-hmm. be interested to learn about to to experience a restaurant. They would call to make a booking. The hostess would take their name and they would you know, make the reservation. I would show up at the restaurant, give my name, be escorted to my table, where the waiter would welcome me, introduce himself, present me the menu, uh, take my order, send it to the kitchen, come back, serve it, enjoy my meal, I leave, right? Now, in an omni-channel, using an omni-channel strategy, it would mean that second time I'm coming, when I'm to call, the hostess will recognize me. Mm-hmm and address me by my name, and offer me the same table I had previous time, maybe the same hour of the day. Ask me if I have, uh, if there's a special occasion that I'm coming for. By the time I arrive, the waiter already knows my name, knows the last time I visited, knows the meal I had, offer me something close to it without having to present me the entire menu. The kitchen would already take note if I had any food allergies, based on my previous experiences, previous visit, and perhaps do something closer to my taste, right? That would make me fall in love with the place Mm. and always want to go back because of the experience and because of the consistency. If we are to take that away and give the the, the opposing side, of the, the flip side of the coin, I would have to call the restaurant, give all my information all over again, show up have to listen to the manual over again they'll be more prone to mistakes people won't know me this way if a customer if a business is using Omnichannel throughout my entire journey at the restaurant if I am to leave my car with the valet they would know who I am if I am to walk around the restaurant the staff would know my name now in terms of Omnichannel regardless of the journey I'm taking if I'm placing an order And then I'm moving to the chat. And then from the chat, I'm moving to say what's up. I won't have to repeat the information, my concerns, and it will speed up the resolution, right? This doesn't have to be a a negative thing. It can be perhaps an order schedule, which can happen, which can start with an order online that uh, comes with an SMS asking me to Click the link that sends me to a landing page or to a phone call where I can schedule my, uh, my delivery via, uh, via an IVR or via WhatsApp. So it's not, it, it's about not constraining your, uh, your clients to a specific channel, right? But much more than that, that's where cross channel comes into place, right? So it's in multi channel is offering them multiple channels for you to interact. But omni-channel is making sure those channels talk to each other and actually exchange information that brings value to your customer. And for that businesses don't have to jump on the bandwagon of let's do this because this business is doing it. Oh, I heard uh, bots are now a thing. Let's do that without doing any research because we can help more people But helping more people doesn't mean you're offering a better quality of service, right? And that means that your customer lifetime value actually decreases because people will leave your company for somebody who knows what they need and somebody who serves them better. And for that, companies need to first understand, map out their customer journey, map out where they currently have bottlenecks, where they currently could optimize and where could they they could see value the customer would see value and if they have an end customer where their end customers would see value and that's what omnichannel is all about is being omnipresent and understanding where you need to invest time and what would actually bring value and being agile enough when you see there's a bottleneck to be able to change it rapidly and to address it in real time because if i can get my service from a company today there are thousands of others waiting to mm-hmm. to get me and even if we are to take our phones out i'm sure we have two three similar platforms from which we order food uh taxi not so much but let's say order uh you know your, your clothes online your, there are various channels so unless you're able to offer that consistency and the quality of service you're you're losing clients
0: listening to you explain that yeah in my head i'm thinking about the times where i've used different channels and to um uh, reserve you were talking about restaurants there maybe reserve a table or buy something you were just talking about um uh, online retailers for example and it's really making me understand and see the need for Yes. those the company to have those channels talk to each other. And where I've been annoyed, where I've had to be uh, called back by a different agent, for example, or then spoken to over a uh, message. And I've had to explain my issue again. Um, and so I can see where that would totally benefit and be appreciated by the customer. But maybe also having a, a business know everything about you is a little bit um, unnerving for some people as well.
1: it 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 can be again it the customer still has the choice of what information he gives you and the businesses can be ethical and can be can be unethical this depends on on the management but in terms of a strategy having the track record of the interaction your customer has i'm not talking about here about bank details and whatever or personal information purely about the interaction the customer has with your company. Why he's calling? What's the purpose of the call? Why did he call last time? If I'm calling to uh, follow up on an order with the courier company, I don't want to stay to wait two, three minutes on the, on the phone until I'm being connected. And then after I'm connected, I'm being placed on hold so I can understand what my order is. And then I'm, I'm promised a call back, right? From the courier, from the warehouse manager. No, I want when I, when I, as a customer, I would love to see and there are companies who already apply it when I when I dial in the IVR automatically addresses me by my name mm. and says, "Hey George, I see you have a, a delivery out. Would you like to reschedule it or would you, or would you like to uh, reach out to the to the delivery associate if I pre- if I say connect me to the delivery associate, the system can match the delivery driver who picked it up to my order and automatically breach me now the delivery driver, will get a whisper from the system, an automatic whisper, informing him about my name, the delivery, and my address. Hey, I have George on the other line with a a package of five kg, right? So we don't say what's inside, uh, supposed to be delivered at XYZ location. When the call is breached, the driver gives me back the information he received, assuring me that he's in control and he knows what he's doing without me having to explain again why I'm calling. He's like, Hey George, I see you have this, uh, this package. I reckon it's about five kgs and you live there. I'll be right with you. And then it brings my, you know, my experiences to an experience to another level. And that's about, that's what Omnichannel is. Mm-hmm. And it can be used. It's popular, especially on e-commerce, but we see a, a high level of adoption in events, industry, uh, healthcare, logistics. Yeah. I, I, I see, I see it growing in the future and not necessarily because of bigger volumes of people and necessarily because of technology advancements help, but I see it because of the high number of companies that are uh, that are coming, especially in, on the Dubai market. So for companies to be able to increase their customer value and to keep their customers with themselves, they would need to optimize their journeys in a way that they don't just cater to the masses, but they cater to the customers that they already have.
0: There's so much more we could talk about there, George, and we will uh, chat a little bit more, but thank you so much. As I've just said, uh, my mind is already processing (laughs) um, the examples you've given, and I understand a little bit more, and I'm sure our audience will as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with George, where he'll be telling us a little bit more on his perspective of artificial intelligence for consumer experience. Welcome back to Up Close and Exclusive Transformation Stories. Still with me is George Caligaru. I'd like to continue chatting with you about technology, George, as you have great insight into the topic. Now, you briefly mentioned chatbots earlier. So I'd like to ask you about that. Now, the chatbot industry is projected to reach a market size of $3.62 billion by 2030. That's with an annual growth rate of 23.9%. This obviously speaks to the increasing popularity of chatbots and their potential as powerful customer service tools. I know you've got quite a bit to say um, on this topic. So what do you think the future is of AI-powered chatbots?
1: Chatbots are obviously a great, great channel that adds to the omnichannel uh, strategy right most a lot of the times they're used in the right way but again we're going back to cases where chatbots are just a, a check mark on, on a company's list and they don't actually suit the purpose right and this is not to to be uh, critical about it but maybe give some insights and some advice for what companies can do better when they use chatbots right yes you're giving a customer, uh, an additional channel f- for him to 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 find support but how do you do it what's the purpose of it? have you done your research have you mapped out what steps can be added to the to the chatbot or are those steps that are just frustrating your customers mm-hmm. and then you're actually not bringing any value to you or to, or or to the to the client and then we have this new websites that come with built-in chatbots that are there but offer absolutely no uh, no support, right? And chatbots, again, can be programmed, can be can have a script, or it can be uh, AI-driven. And when we say AI-driven, uh, the same engine can power your IVR, which is the, the voice, or can power your chatbot. Uh, in, in our company, we have a thing that I like to call one chatbot, all channels. Because the same core, the same engine, the same workflow, synapse, logic, uh, there are many terms for it, right? Uh, is the one powering all the engines, right? So AI essentially just finds. In in our case, AI is used for the the voice and is used for the the messaging tool. Is just one part of that journey, and what it does essentially brings the information better and in more human like way and understands better. But it still goes to the same libraries. It picks up the information from the same place as if you were to configure it manually. So it's it can be used as, I still see it as a commodity, as a nice thing to have. But for companies who are just starting up, I would advise them not to invest a lot in AI engines. We've seen cases with financial institutions in the region that had to retire their uh, AI IVR, right, and go back to programming the journeys and bringing all the channels together so you could have access and be able to to conduct all the interactions you would have in the branch on the app on the website or on the phone over say whatsapp right and those are all manual scripts that can be put together without involving the, the ai uh, it's it's it if if you take that back it's essentially just having a le- lego box without that end image Right, and the entire journey you you pick and choose and it it just goes down to your cre- creativity and we don't live in the era again where we we need this months of developing uh, codes and deploying apis left and right and going back to you know management for extra budget because we were not in the time there are hundreds. If not thousands of websites and tools out there that offer you drag and drop solutions, right? So a, a startup can easily subscribe to any website and design their own flow, their own journeys, their own bots. But they need to understand first their business. They need to understand their customers and then they can, you know, uh, onboard this journey of adopting automation and ai and all this new technology uh, features available on the market because otherwise they're just uh, shit themselves in the foot
0: mm. that's a really important point to make actually it's not the technology yes uh, the technology is very advanced it's how uh, why it's been chosen
1: yes.
0: how to use it but turning it back in on yourself yes. and the, the business yes. and what you want to achieve through the technology. And yes. perhaps that's where some companies are, are going a little bit wrong. Yes.
1: And and to add to it, I'm not sure if I mentioned it already, is about also integrating, making sure the systems talk to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. You can use a football team or the management of any company. You can have skillful managers. You can have the best in the industry. But unless they sit together at a table and they discuss together, uh, a strategy or a way forward, right? The information will be siloed. So that's one big challenge that companies who adopt different, a, a lot of channels, a lot of platforms, a lot of systems, they're suffering from from their data being siloed. So if you deal with an e-commerce platform, and this is a specific case that happened to me today, I called in with the concern f- via the platform phone, uh, as in, call customer service whatever just to be told that oh this is a different department go back to the same platform mm-hmm. and talk on the chat which is just it's an unnecessary step that doesn't really help so you have all the systems in place but they don't communicate to each other so it, it, it's kind of you know, more useless. frustrating for the it customer is, which is, is obviously it's what redundant.
0: companies want to avoid exactly
1: so instead of being more efficient what you actually do is you just incur costs even as a company because every interaction costs money, right? It costs time. Being on the phone, you're getting charged for it. So yes, I, I urge companies to take a step back, take a pencil, take a piece of paper, go old school, draw everything, all the steps right, from the engagement phase, from the first step of the journey to uh, throughout the after, you know, after sale and whatnot.
0: Can we chat a little bit about adoption rate? So I found in the CoreSight report, 53% of leading European retailers state that improving lifetime customer value is a reason for implementing the omni-channel strategy. So from your experience, what kind of adoption rate are you seeing in the MENA region? All these channels, chatbots?
1: Uh, In the MENA region, I feel things are moving at a good pace especially if we look at channels like Whatsapp. Whatsapp mm-hmm. is more popular here mm-hmm. in terms of business uh, communication and support than it is in Europe. Um, as an example, we support some of the leading event uh, companies in the world and we've noticed that since last year, since we started with uh, one show with chatbot registrations, um, we reached about 18, today, and we're working to, to bring this journey more in Europe and uh, North America and whatnot.
0: Why do you think WhatsApp is
1: Well, when more... we started with that first show, based on the results, it, the, the news traveled through the entire company. And what, what that resulted in is a deeper understanding of it. And they prov- uh, showed us the results of a 1% drop-off when people had to register for said event on WhatsApp versus 40% on a landing page. People get distracted, they move away from their desktops or things happen and they do- it can't go back. And because they're on the desktop, they're, they're different in ways. It's more difficult to re-engage with them. If they're on say WhatsApp, and they have the phone and they have the journey in the hand, if two hours passed and the, com- the registration hasn't been completed, you can always re-engage and say, hey, George, you're two steps away. Uh, just answer two more questions and you're there, or three or whatever, or ha- whatever is left. So then you ensure that the registration is complete. You can send them their badge there. You can send them the event agenda. You can send them all the information. And people do love that, to have it all in one place. I don't wanna wait for my badge to come through the email. Maybe it lands in junk. You know, and then I have to go back if I registered a month or two uh, uh, prior to the show, go through hundreds of emails, mm. I can't find it. Okay. it, it gets frustrating. If I have it on WhatsApp, it's pretty simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes, it's, it's, chatbots are a great tool if used right. AI adds value to it. With this new chat GPT and whatnot, again, they can be more human-like and provide more information, right? Uh, But that's more the cherry on the cake. Mm. Uh, The the base is understanding your customers and mapping out and understanding their intent. And there are many tools like ours is called Customer Journey Tracker. But every company, every provider has a different name for it. And they have outstanding real-time reports that people can use and actually go have a look at it and make changes, not be stubborn about it. Um, And yeah, they'll see great results.
0: You said the MENA region is doing quite well. Are there ways in which you think businesses within the region could be doing better using Omnichannel?
1: Yes, 100%. Again, the use case, the the scenario I had uh, today and people are fast in jumping on the bandwagon. Of, of automation and showing fast results, and that's easy to get. Uh, I had a, a colleague who started his own company, these figures that come in some reports can be sometimes inflated. He started an e-commerce platform and did some ads on a search engine. I'm not going to give names because I don't want to get in trouble. And he saw outstanding results in terms of engagement, but no sales. Okay. Fortunately, he didn't outsource this, uh, this, this process to, to a company because the company would come back great. We have great results. Your spendings are working. It's money well spent. Uh, we'll just give it time. Sales will come. No, he did it himself. And he understood after a little bit of research that those ads would go to iPads used by children. The platform, the e-commerce platform was for baby products, okay. right? Uh, And children were the one receiving the message when they were playing games on iPad, pop-ups, on uh, (laughs) videos. Obviously, that will never turn into a sell. Maybe when they get older and they have the brand and whatnot. But he was able to go in and make that change because he understood the process. Companies sometimes rush, they have those KPIs and engagement uh, in marketing. Oh, this is our engagement, we use social media, we're doing so well. Doesn't translate into anything, right? Um, uh, so yes, uh, if they use the reporting tools in the right way and they use from the, they see it from different angles and perspectives, I feel they would do much better. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what, what this year holds, especially with this advancements, I'm sure mm. we'll be having a very interesting conversation if we have, if we are to have it at the end of the year. Where we brand new things coming up and yeah, let's see.
0: So there's potentially an aspect of always, uh, developing with, you know, technology and there's never going to be, um, a a final goal for companies.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's been so fantastic hearing your knowledge uh, and your opinions, of course, George. Do you do anything outside of your job? Projects, initiatives to educate, inspire, particularly the younger generation about the future of technology?
1: Well, I usually have casual conversations and I do network a lot with my uh, alumni friends and with, uh, I do offer guidance on uh, startups, right? Um, And then outside, I'm also launching a free to ride carpool platform for people to use and address the mobility issues uh, in the region and mm. hopefully offer a, a more eco-friendly way to to move around and it will be with uh, trusted connections so you won't be riding with strangers and that will also remove the financial incentive behind it allowing us to offer that platform for people to use for free right and be able to move around and uh, yeah enjoy their life more
0: will we see that
1: this year Hopefully in two weeks' time. So we've been okay. uh, we've been working on it for a while now. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to make sure it's perfect mm-hmm. from the get-go, which is not what I usually advise people to do. But yeah, let's see, let's see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it will come live uh, in about two weeks' time. Brilliant. So, yeah.
0: Well, I'll be watching out for that. Please do. join us after this final break, where we will putting George under the spotlight. <laughs> We have come to the final segment of today's episode of Up Close and Exclusive Transformation Stories. It's under the spotlight. Now, George, I'm going to ask you six rapid fire questions and right. I would just like you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, okay. sure. What's a myth about being a successful leader?
1: Everyone will love you.
0: What's one thing you cannot live without? Uh, sport. Which do you prefer to work in, front end or back end? Hmm.
1: Uh, despite being in sales and I, I love meeting people, so front end in a way. But back end allows me to be more creative, sit in silence, and think of <laughs> new solutions and strategies. So I think I'm leaning more towards the back end of stuff.
0: What's a mistake you gl- you are glad you made?
1: Oh, I kept repeating the same mistake mistake of of leaving leaving projects, companies, and people. I didn't see associated with in the future. So it wasn't easy because I never had a plan B, but I'm glad I made all those mistakes.
0: What advice can you give the younger generation beginning their careers?
1: Make as many mistakes <laughs> as they can, uh, especially at times where they have no responsibility. Mm. There's always a way out. There's always a silver lining at the end of it. There's always a lesson to be learned. So when you have nothing to lose, just make all the mistakes because better to do them then at high low risk. When you get high and you have people, you have dependables.
0: Finally, what is one word to describe the future of technology?
1: Scary. (laughs) Yeah, I would say scary. I'm pragmatic on this one, but I think it it will be good and then very bad until it gets better again.
0: Roller coaster. Uh, (laughs) George, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. It's been wonderful to hear your experience um, and your expertise. Good luck uh, with your uh, carpool company and it would be lovely to see you again in the future.
1: Thank you. Likewise. Have a great day.
0: Do follow us on social media. Send us your thoughts, questions and feedback. If you have a disruptive story, tell us and be featured in our Did You Know section. Do you have a transformation story? get in touch via email or social media and find out how you can join me as another guest here on the sofa in up close and exclusive transformation stories. A big thank you to Team Disrupt X led by Upazna Brewer, for all the support. We'd also like to thank our AV partners, Option One and ODS Films. I look forward to bringing you another influential and exciting conversation on up close and exclusive transformation stories soon. Goodbye.